who will step up for the Boston Bruins with Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and Craig Smith all in COVID-19 protocols? We're going to tee up tonight's game against the New York Islanders, as well as update the Atlantic Division Power Rankings on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, December 16th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day, free and available on all podcast platforms, so please do smash that subscribe button if you haven't already, although not too hard or you could hear from the Department of Podcast Safety. (laughs) And uh, we're also on YouTube as well, so subscribe over there. Uh, We're well into the triple digits now in terms of subscribers, so thank you very much for that. And uh, thank you to those who are commenting and keeping the discussion going over there. If you are on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at ENC McLaren. For those who may be new, lifelong Bruins fan. Been writing about this team for 15 years now and worked for five years at The Score, which is a uh, sports app based up here in Toronto. I live in Guelph, Ontario, which is about an hour west of Toronto, home of Rich Peverly, and also uh, home to the OHL's Guelph Storm. I was able to cover some uh, OHL prospects for uh, SB Nation after leaving the score, covered the 2019 run to the OHL championship for the Guelph Storm, which was uh, very exciting, and then have been hosting this podcast for the past two plus years. And for much of that time, COVID-19 has dominated the headlines and it's back with a vengeance here in the NHL after recording yesterday. It was announced that Patrice Bergeron had joined Brad Marchand and Craig Smith on the COVID-19 list. Uh, Smith and Bergeron, sorry, Smith and Marchand both missed uh, the 4-1 loss to Vegas on Tuesday. And now Bergeron uh, will join them and will miss tonight's game against the New York Islanders. The Bruins are scheduled to go to uh, come up to Canada this weekend to play the Montreal Canadiens and the Ottawa Senators on a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday. Uh, that has caused some uncertainty and anxiety for the Bruins uh, as there are stricter COVID-19 restrictions up here uh, should anyone test positive while in Canada. So it would affect guys wanting to travel back. Now, uh, you know, Bruce Cassidy, he said it's something that we've been dealing with for two full years now. It's here. It's real. He just lived it. Uh, Some of the players have. Uh, Will it solve the problem to shut down the league for two weeks? Or are they going to go through the same thing later on? These are the things that go through your head. But at the end of the day, you got to focus on the task at hand. 
do your best to stay within the protocols and healthy. Uh, the more you're staying out of crowds and away from opportunities where you will get infected, uh, the better off you'll be. Obviously, you've got to be smart in those areas as best you can. At the end of the day, this is our job, and we've got to be prepared for it. Now, with Bergeron, Marsh, and Smith out of the lineup, that's effectively, you know, three out of their top six forwards. So there's plenty of opportunities for guys to step up in their absence. It's an opportunity, in my mind, for uh, A, Taylor Hall to make an impact as a guy who can carry play and drive things offensively. It's also an opportunity for some new faces to step up and make their mark on the Boston Bruins, namely Eric Howla, uh, Nick Foligno, Thomas Nosek has done so. He's not really an offensive guy per se, but he's kind of carved out his identity as a member of the Bruins. Uh, but those two guys specifically, uh, Taylor Hall, and then some young guys have a chance to step up as well. Carson Kuhlman has an opportunity to prove that he belongs in the lineup every night. Jack Stanika has been recalled. If he gets in, he has the opportunity to show that he belongs at the NHL level. Um, Cassidy said, you hope guys still play within themselves and tighten up in other areas. Some guys get the opportunity to step up and create a little bit more. And obviously you can't ever replace Marchand, Bergeron, high impact guys in your lineup just by plugging someone in there. Uh, so it has to be partly about how the team performs as a group more than one individual stepping up. And that will be the case here tonight. They're going on the road to play against uh, some teams that are having issues of their own. The Islanders uh, have gone through COVID. Uh, they are really struggling this season, well down in the standings. Um, and at some point, Cassidy said, players have to say, here's my opportunity, here's my moment, and have at it. And Jack Stanika, like I said, one of those guys who's been recalled from Providence, uh, who um, has an opportunity after a bit of an uneven stretch down in Providence to prove that he belongs in the NHL. Cassidy said Jack was good at training camp. Uh, that was the, kind of the last viewing he had of him, other than a few games he's played here and there up with the Bruins. Um, the most consistent stretch of two or three weeks that he has had recently was in training camp. So for Bruce, he remembers a guy that was playing better back then. And um, they're going to make a decision whether or not they think that uh, they're better served with him going in the lineup. Uh, Trent Frederick has looked better down the middle lately. Uh, perhaps Stanika could go and play on the second line alongside Charlie Coyle. If you listen to my talk with Rachel Dory the other day, uh, she mentioned that Stanika might be better served playing as a winger than a center at the NHL level. And uh, they're just going to try to spread things out uh, offensively. Doesn't really know what the lines are going to look like yet, but. Um, yeah, Hall is definitely going to have to step up. Uh, Cassidy was pleased with the trio of Coyle, Halla, and DeBrusque on Tuesday night against Vegas. Uh, he said they got going a little bit. Jake on the right, maybe there's something there. Uh, but then there's a big hole in the middle of the top line. Sometimes you can put a defensive center in there and let Hall and Pasternak do their thing and have a good solid defensive center down there to take care of business at the other end. Uh, so 
does Coyle go up there? Does he keep the second line together that looked okay the other game? Uh, does Stadnika go on the top line and uh, get a shot with Martian or sorry, with uh, Hall and Pasternak? A variety of trios that could be put together up front, and uh, we'll get a better sense of how that's going to shake out here this morning. But at the end of the day, somebody has to step up. And there's plenty of opportunity, like I said, for Taylor Hall to uh, improve his start to the season. Uh, sorry, for some new guys to step up and some younger guys as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a – if you want to be part of this team, then make your mark on it tonight with the two most important players on the roster out with COVID-19 as well as – Craig Smith, also an important player, but of course not, not quite on the same level as uh, as Marchand and Bergeron. Before we get to the um, updated Atlantic Division power rankings, I want to talk about Stat Hero. Uh, nobody plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. Where traditional fantasy sports are a long time losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner takes all. Here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. For example, this week they are going with Nick Bonino, uh, Alex Newhook, Mark Stone, Kirill Kaprizov, Cal Palmieri, Tage Thompson, Jeff Petrie, and Nick Haig. You have the opportunity to put your team together and attempt to beat that lineup. It's a never-before-seen innovation in fantasy sports, and your odds are over four times better because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. The fate is in your hands. You're in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy should be one on one. You can sign up for free right now at stathero.com uh, and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash hockey, promo code hockey. Terms and conditions apply. Now, the Locked On Now podcast is. Uh, there for you today to check out nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel. Again, thank you for making Locked On Bruins your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. So there's a lot of uh, yeah uncertainty when it comes to the Boston Bruins. And the effort the other night certainly wasn't there. It's raised a lot of questions about this team, about how to proceed this season, about Don Sweeney's decision-making, Bruce Cassidy's system. Uh, You know, we had the David Backus thing where he said he was kind of a round peg trying to be fit into a square hole or vice versa. Um, Nick Foligno might be that type as well. Not really, uh, you know, 
breakout kind of player, but more of a dump and chase kind of guy building off the four check. Uh, there's questions about the free agent signings, the defensive system, and the Bruins are really in flux right now. Uh, and this is, like I said, a big opportunity for some guys to step up. Um, and the reality is they're not a top six team in the East. Right now they're a wildcard team if you go based on point percentage, which we'll look at here in a second. Uh, but it's been a very weird start to the season, schedule-wise, injuries, trade requests, now COVID. I don't. I think it's a bit too early to um, – judge this team this season they've only played 25 games which is uh fewest in the nhl uh actually the islanders have only played 24 uh but like i've said before i i look at a team at the deadline at the beginning of the playoffs much of this team is signed through next season uh with patrice bergeron being a bit of a wild card i would expect that he'll be back uh but this team is built kind of to stay competitive this season next uh, you can question the decision making that has built this current team but um i think it's a bit too early to think about selling tearing it down if anything i could see some trades a coaching change and then rebuilding maybe after next season and you know you can question whether or not don sweeney should be the guy making those decisions Doing the rebuild, perhaps he might uh, not make it past next season. But for right now, I think they're still in competitive mode. They're a playoff team. And, um, yeah, I think there's still another gear for them to hit. Now let's look at the um, Atlantic division at the moment. Clearly a two-tier division. Montreal, complete write-off. 250 point percentage, minus three goal differential. Uh, they're tanking for um, a top pick or for something. They're definitely in teardown rebuild mode. The Senators, uh, they've won a couple games in a row against the Panthers and Lightning, outscoring those two teams 12 to 2. Incredibly impressive, but they're still at a 365 point percentage, minus 20, well down in the playoff race. Uh, we don't have to worry about them. Sabres had a good start. They're dead in the water now. 393 point percentage, minus 22 goal differential. Here's where it gets a bit interesting. The Bruins, one point behind the Detroit Red Wings, uh, but they have four games in hand. The Red Wings have a 534 point percentage, 14, 12, and 3. If you add that up, that's 14 wins, 15 losses, minus 17 goal differential, Really, I don't think we need to worry about the Detroit Red Wings, the Bruins' top four team in the Atlantic. Uh, right now, they're 14-9-2, a 600-point percentage, plus four goal differential. And clearly ahead of those bottom four teams, but behind Toronto, who's 28-2, 700-point percentage, plus 22 goal differential. Tampa Bay, 18-6-4. 714 point percentage plus 16 goal differential. The Florida Panthers 18, 6, and 4, identical record to the Lightning with a plus 20 goal differential. When it comes to the wild card race, the Bruins currently uh, behind 
the Pittsburgh Penguins, five points back of the Penguins with three games in hand, one point back of Detroit with four games in hand. So uh, point percentage-wise, they are in that second wildcard spot at the moment. And um, all eight teams in those positions are the only ones with positive goal differentials. As I mentioned, Detroit at minus 17. So right now, as a second wildcard team, they'd face the top team in the East, which would be Florida, Tampa Bay. Could they beat either of those teams? Who knows? Like I've been saying, uh, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen, um, especially if Tuka Rask is back in the mix and barring whatever they're able to do between now and the trade deadline. So it's not a write-off season for the Bruins by any means. They're in a playoff position, point percentage-wise, and their underlying numbers remain very strong. Shot attempt differential, 5-on-5, five five, they rank fourth in the NHL. Shot differential, 5-on-5, five five, they rank second in the NHL. Expected goals at 5-on-5, five five, they're first in the NHL. And high danger chances at 5-on-5, five five, third in the NHL. Again, what's keeping them down is their shooting percentage, 32nd in the NHL. And as such, their PDO, which is shooting percentage plus save percentage, is ranked uh, 28th in the NHL. Their save percentage has improved over the last little bit, 92.4 at uh, even strength. Allmark, Swayman have played well. I would expect it will be Allmark in the net tonight after uh, Swayman played the other night. And, you know, without Marchand, without Bergeron, it's going to be very difficult uh, to score. Those are their two primary scorers. Uh, Pasternak needs to step up, certainly. Uh, Taylor Hall needs to step up. And they just have to try not to get too cute, keep it simple, get pucks on net, get bodies in front of the net uh, for those uh, screening opportunities for rebound opportunities. Don't just fire it into the goalie's trapper, uh, but really try to make it difficult for the opposition to see the puck, track the puck, gather rebounds, just get to those dirty areas. Uh, it's an opportunity for Jake DeBrusque to step up. He wants a trade. Uh, you want to make it easier for Don Sweeney to trade you? Then go out there, play a full 60-minute effort, Whack away at some pucks, get some goals, and the opposition will be more likely to, uh, yeah, up their ante to uh, get you out of the situation that you don't want to be in. So that's kind of the story for me. Um, Bruins' underlying numbers are very strong. They're in a playoff spot by point percentage. Detroit, very catchable. Um, are they among the elite in the East? No. Um, are they a playoff team? Yes. Once they get in there, do they have the wherewithal to succeed? Especially if Rask is in there and contingent on some additions at the trade deadline, maybe another center, some help on defense. I think yes. Like I said yesterday on Twitter, maybe I'm being glass half full when it comes to this team, but I'm not ready to write them off especially with Bergeron and Marchand in the lineup and uh, this perfection line that we have because they're too good uh, to give up on. And uh, yeah, 
that's pretty much the story. Before we move on to some news and notes from around the NHL, let's talk about Primal Origin Oils Beard Care. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're the person who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils make bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. They're all fair trade certified and handcrafted right in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you will be glad you did. We know that everyone claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients in the feel and beard to see other products you've used. We promise you'll see and feel a difference. Remember the code locked on to get 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use promo code locked on at checkout for 20% off. All right, let's check in on some news and notes from around the NHL. I mentioned um, Jacob Chitrin could be made available by the Arizona Coyotes. Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman discussed it on Jeff Merrick's radio show yesterday. He was considered untouchable, but Freeman recently speculated the Coyotes could entertain offers. Uh, the player has not requested a trade, and they're in the midst of a rebuild. Not easy on a guy who's in the prime of his career. His value will never be higher than it is right now. And uh, the Edmonton Oilers could be a team that steps up uh, to secure a player of that ilk. That would really be a huge get for them. Again, the Bruins uh, likely would not be able to meet the asking price. He has a very team-friendly contract. Um, But the assets it would take for them to, uh, to reel in a guy like that would be, would be pretty massive. Uh, another guy who could be available in the desert is Phil Kessel. That would be an upgrade on the right side in my mind. Uh, if they're willing to eat some salary, uh, I think it would be very cool to see Phil Kessel back in black and gold and he would be, yeah, a perfect guy on uh, on the third line, perhaps, uh, for some depth scoring for the Boston Bruins. Now, again, there were more COVID cases around the NHL. The Calgary Flames in particular, um, 27 members of the organization, including players and staff. Uh, Saturday's game against Columbus has already been postponed. Uh, they're reportedly doing well because they are double vaccinated. Uh, but it's concerning for the Bruins as they played Calgary on Saturday. There's that kind of gestation period for positive tests. So uh, it wouldn't be shocking if there are more cases among the Boston Bruins uh, being announced today. And we'll see if that affects tonight's game against the Islanders, if it affects uh, more specifically their trip to Canada over the weekend. Uh, up here in Ontario, we have had a limitation placed on crowds. So if they are in Ottawa on Sunday, it'll be a 50% maximum crowd. I actually had tickets for the game on the 29th. Not really sure what's going to happen there. Um, a bunch of Panthers went in Cobra protocol yesterday. Sam Bennett, Brandon Montour, the most notable there. Some Red Wings went into 
COVID protocol, including Robbie Fabry, who's a standout player for them. And um, yeah, it's just a real mess right now. And it's hard to keep on top of. Uh, and again, just three players for the Bruins at the, this moment. Hopefully that is it. Now with this going on, the likelihood of players going to the Olympics is greatly reduced. Uh, San Jose Sharks defenseman Eric Carlson said um, the three to five week quarantine in China for players who test positive during the tournament is concerning. If that's the way it's going to be, he said, I don't see it being being very feasible for guys to take that risk. Uh, So it doesn't seem like he's going to be going. Dylan Larkin of the Red Wings said it would be unfortunate for anyone to get stuck in quarantine for that long and a serious unknown of when you'd come home. Uh, So it could still be left up to player decision, but seems like a lot of guys aren't going to go. A settlement has been reached between Kyle Beach and the Chicago Blackhawks. After eight months of legal battles, the team and the former player reached a confidential out-of-court settlement during a third-party mediation yesterday. Beach alleged former Blackhawks video coach Uh, sexually assaulted him in May 2010, and Blackhawks executives knowingly covered it up. Uh, An independent investigation supported those claims. There was some cleaning of uh, the organization from up top. Joel Quenville resigned as Florida Panthers head coach. Uh, Hopefully, this settlement brings some closure and peace to Kyle Beach. Uh, Blackhawks still a, yeah, a cloud hanging over that organization for sure. And rightly so. Uh, But the most important thing is Kyle beach, finding some peace and uh, finally being able uh, to move on. And and we do wish him all the best here on the lockdown Boston Bruins podcast. I think that's it for today's episode. I hope you are all doing well. Some crazy times these days. Once again, Um, definitely some uncertainty in terms of kids going back to school after the holidays if we have to break holiday plans um, and it's yeah, pretty discouraging, disheartening for sure. But uh, just trying to take things one day at a time. And um, yeah, I don't know something that's uh, keeping me entertained these days. I don't know if anybody's watched money heist on Netflix, but I'm really loving that I'm on the final part now and uh, can't wait to see how that all wraps up. Final season of Superstore dropped on uh, Netflix yesterday. Going to check that out. And, yeah, just trying to stay centered and taking things one hour at a time, really. Uh, So, yeah, Bruins in Long Island tonight. Uh, Keep you updated on any further COVID cases and any disruptions in play for the Boston Bruins. Do follow Locked NHL Bruins on Twitter, at ENC McLaren. And uh, thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to recap tonight's game and uh, talk about all things black and gold. Have a great Thursday, friends. Talk to you later.